0: Hi everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I am joined today by Nat. Hello. And Jimin. Hi. And we've got a full slate of K-pop news to get through today. Um, so, I'm ready to get started. Um, especially on a couple of news items that um, have had some significant updates since the last time we were on the podcast. So I think we are ready to talk about them, especially topic number one. Um, I think most of you guys can guess, which is about Hana and Edan. So last week, approximately, well, around September 13th, Cube released an official statement that they had decided to remove Hyana and Edon from the company. Um, the statement continued, where they said, "When managing our artists, the company has worked with faith and trust in each other as the main priority. After much discussion, the judgment was made that it is not possible to recover the faith with the two artists, Hyanna and Edon, so their removal has been decided." We sincerely thank the two artists and the fans who have been with us until now. So this was their original um, statement that they released on the 13th. Um, A lot of people, including um, some of us at Not Your Average Netizens, were a bit pissed. And this also happened to show on their stock market. Um, Their stocks actually went down quite a bit after the announcement. So, not long after that, Cube then seemed to change their tune and announced that they had changed their stance and said that they're now not confirmed to be kicked out of Cube. They're just in discussions and that they need to hold more discussions about it. And ever since then um the whole thing's pretty much been a frick. um my personal opinion on the whole thing is that i i mean i'm kind of shocked that there have been rumors about tiana ever since then of her joining aomg of her joining back with jyp of her and E both leading and joining a company together um, and honestly, if that happened, I wouldn't blame them because I honestly don't see how you could stay at a company that, you know, and retain trust in the company that was willing to just kind of dump you off to the side so carelessly over something that they mismanaged so horribly and were only, you know, only seemed to relent in their decision after they saw how everyone else responded to it, after they saw how their investors reacted, after they saw how global media conglomerates were picking up the story. Um, you looked on Google and looked up Hyuna and Edan, BBC, Cosmopolitan, Jezebel, Billboard, and the New York Times all picked up the story. The New York Times actually wrote the headline was, we're dating, K-pop stars declare. You're fired, their label says. That was their headline. I mean, you know, Cube, at least they had the high, foresight to look at that and see how bad that made them look. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how is this look to, you know, to Hiana and Eda that you are willing to let them go over something like that? and then you're just gonna let them stay and everything is gonna be okay. I just, you know, two of, you know, two people that, I mean, Hyana is the face of your company. Idan, one of your rising groups, he essentially writes and produces a lot of the material for that group and is arguably could be said to be the face of that group. And, you know, You're going to just dump them over something that, in my opinion, you're going to have some fans that are going to be upset and they're going to say, you know, going to burn their CDs and leave the fan club and whatever. But for the most part, you know, if you left it alone and had not said anything about it and just let them be, most people would have just moved on with their lives and just... I, you know, I mean, if you look at the whole thing with Tayon and Bacon, yeah, people were pissed off, yeah, they lost fans or whatever, they got some criticism from people, but eventually, people moved on with their lives and dealt with it, and if they couldn't deal with it, oh well, that was their problem, and this was just a master class in how not to handle the situation. Um, I'm going to shut up because I know you guys have a lot to say about this. So, (laughs) I mean, but I just, Cube is just, you know, I'm just, I can't believe just complete idiocy from beginning to end and how it was dealt with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I never thought it was that deep, personally. Um, (laughs) And I mean also too like when we talk about these people being essentially the face of their company with you know Hannah being the face of cube and Edom being the face of pentagon because let's be clear he is the face of pentagon when you think about pentagon you think of Edom. period like that's the first person that comes to most people's minds because he's the center of the video he's got the most charisma his voice is super unique he clearly writes everything and produces everything for them um he's just the it he's got the it factor I feel like for real for real um, even though I only ironically stand them I do feel like Edon Edon Kaloki, like if he actually had a stable like let's let's put them into like Tayon and Beckham situation if they were like in that same situation in terms of like having SM and like being a part of like huge groups and da 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 I feel like Truly, Edon could go solo after this just because he already has all of the qualifications that he would need, and he's just got that it factor. Um, and I honestly feel like I don't need you know, Triple H or a Hannah Edon situation or anything like that. I don't want that. Um, but if they did leave their label together and went to go to a different label together, I think that would be a great idea. Cubish trash. Um, I'm. I was laughing and cackling as their stocks fell. Um, Cube, honestly, I just feel like how much it's like. I, it's it's so hard because it's like. I feel like okay, you, they have Idol, which is a great group. Even Pentagon is a great group. Or I'm probably. I think I might get beginning this confused. No, I'm not. I think I, I'm right either way they have great groups is my point and then they have talented people but if you do things like this it makes people not want to support you and it also makes people think twice about training with cube What, well, like why would i want to train with cube when i could go train with sm date whoever i want in the company for years on end and like not lose fans maybe even gain fans in the case of exo like why you know what i mean like I don't know and then I don't have to worry about like not realizing that I'm fired because what happened was they, they actually did say that they fired them and then yeah. Hannah and Edan were like really sis because we didn't know they said yeah, that text they secured, found out. like
0: yeah.
1: what's going on because as far as I'm concerned my contract is still in effect I don't, I don't understand and when they came out with that, they had Q got huge backlash for being a professional and all these things. And their stocks dropped. And then that's when they wanted to change their tune. That is very unprofessional. Like, I don't know. Think about it this way. Imagine if Apple did something where, like, they said that they were going to fire Steve. Uh, what's his name? Steve. Jobs. No, not Steve Jobs. His name might not be Steve. It's the guy who basically does all the work. The guy, the guy who's second to Steve Jobs, who's now the CEO. What if they said, "Well, we're fired. You know, no. This is a better example. What if Harvard? No, I have an even better example. What if the <laughs> United States of America, in a, said that we're just gonna like you know impeach you know President Obama, and then two days later, after they realize like a bunch of countries in NATO start like questioning them, like, "No, we're just kidding." Like, we're not. Gonna, you know how unprofessional that. Like, it does, it's not a good look is my point and he and cube is um they might not be sm size but they're a big enough company to realize that like i don't know that was just trash it was messy Hannah and Edan deserve better i hope that they do sign to a smaller label and make that label blow up um so that cube can eat it um <laughs> and i'm excited for what's next for them they're so talented what is a Pentagon without Edan? What is Cube without Hannah? Honestly, we don't
2: know. Well, I mean, what? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I watched everything unfold online, and I saw all the big brands sort of pick up the story, like, fired for dating? Question mark, question mark. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I mean, we already know Cubanship, because they dropped... Um, for minute and beast which was their huge like yeah. pretty much their moneymaker at that point yeah like. so if they couldn't even make it work with like their flagship groups then what would be like what are they why are they even in business like what's going on here why would you want to train with cube i think cube is best at picking talented people yeah. But I think peop- they should be trained maybe somewhere else that actually knows how to manage people and not, like, get into their feelings when idols decide that they're dating and they want to date they want to date openly. Because that's really what it came down to. It's like, you did something we didn't like, so we're going to fire you. And I understand people are like... like there are some people who are just like, oh, well, you know, it is a business, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're the same one who keeps talking about how these groups are made of best friends and, like, it's a family and, like, whatever. It, it can't be one or the other. Like, it's both of those things, you know? And Huna, stayed. After they got rid of Four Minute and all her members hate her guts, like she stayed, okay? <laughs> she, and not only did she stay, she stayed and she basically became a mentor and a promoter, you know, and a writer and like a director for the music videos. She was there, you know, while they were figuring out who's running this uh, god awful company at this time, you know? So it's like for them to just like, fire her publicly like that and then try to like pull it back and be like ha lol not yet we don't know what's going on we're going to like meet with our shareholders like no if i was Hina i'd be like so um i'm coming by i'm picking up my shit and then i'm going to go mm-hmm. cuz i'm sure i'm sure jyp called her right away and was like so you needed agency when- jyp is
1: always plotting <laughs>
2: Always. <laughs> and remember, he's the one who initially put the work in for her, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. she was an, initially a Wonder Girl. So, I mean, he saw something in her initially that uh, obviously they she for whatever reason she had to leave, but he could probably pick her up and like not even blink and like just be like, yep, her next album's coming out next month, and that would yep. be fine. I mm-hmm. At this point, it seems like all of Korea's with her and in Cube is shit. And all of the international fans are definitely on her side. So there can only be up from here for her. With Edon it's a little bit more difficult because he's still technically a Nubu artist. And I think he really enjoyed being in a group. And I think that they all, like, have this weird... Bre- this Not weird, sorry. Like, this brotherhood that may be fake, maybe not be fake. We don't know at this point. But it looks like they're really down. That they're performing without Edon, So... I, For him, I think it might be better for him to actually go back to Pentagon until, like, you know, their contract comes up and they're already, like, a top group, and then they can be like, F you, we're going to go join Beast. That's what I'm going (laughs) to say. Honestly, if they were Beast level of fame, they all
1: could just leave. Because I I truly do, and I'm not trying to take away from any of the guys at Pentagon, but I truly do feel like Edom makes that group, and you can tell the difference just from seeing, like, their performances with him and without him it's like yeah to me it's like night and day it's like okay oh this group is interesting and different they have something about them when i'm watching with, them with edon but then when they're he's not there it's like they're good, but they—I mean, what makes them better than NCT or Icon or you know, like? Well, actually,
2: <laughs> everybody's better than Icon right now.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not gonna hey, Icon
2: enough. is like YG's moneymaker right now. Okay, like uh, they're technically uh, they're life they
1: life support a little bit.
2: I don't think you know what they—they're on their third comeback, and they've already toured tons in japan like they're almost up there in okay terms of, like top 10 touring groups so in terms I, like,
1: of japanese clout yeah. yes yes in terms of literally everywhere else i just don't see it for icon like koreans hate them yeah. now <laughs> international people don't even know about them like honestly i, I just would not want them to become a one-on-one situation where no one outside of korea cares which is why we can, i feel like it's kind of interesting that we roast 101 continuously
2: and have not gotten any
1: backlash. And I think that just goes to show you that nobody cares about
2: 101. No <laughs> but... one no one in Korea is going to listen to this and like actually have to like translate every single word we say to to know that we're shading them. Like they don't yeah. and international fans don't care because they're like who is 101? What like... is a 101? <laughs> what like, is I a
1: 101? I don't think really
2: I care. Um but
1: yeah, like Honestly, Nat, Ash, you—you you guys are both like really spot on with this situation. Like, I'm glad we can all like agree that Cube is trash. This was like way too unprofessional. Just why would you release like have a press release before it's final? That lets me know that it probably was a decision that was made, but you just retracted it because you wouldn't have done that if you know what I mean. If if it mm. wasn't final, I, mean. I
0: do And with retracting it, it was only under the pressure being like, "Oh shit!" You know, this people are actually responding to this. It's getting into global press. It's making us look bad, sort of thing. You know, look at our stocks. Our stocks are slipping. You know, seeing the fallout for that, and then be like, "Oh well, just kidding." We're we're actually still in discussions about it. And you know, how are you gonna say that after (coughs) you've just you know said without even telling them that you are gonna kick them out, and then be like, "Oh well." We just need to talk about it a little bit more. I'm like, what else is there to talk about? Right. You already made the decision to kick me out, and now you're, you're, you're not. You're you're saying no. I mean, right. I just like like you said. I mean, everyone is just kind of like you know, you just might as well leave anyway. I mean, yeah. How can you how can you put faith and trust into a company that is just already Shown that they're willing to get rid of you so easily.
1: Honestly, if Hannah and Edon and Pentagon as a whole, if they need a label to sign with, um, they can just come here to me. I will sign them. And <laughs> we will just make coins together. Like, they're all talented. So I don't have any trouble with signing. I 20% commission. That's all I ask. So if they want to come over here and they need an agency and they feel like they want to, you know, break into America... I can, I can be a part of that process. So,
0: Deanna, while well, yeah. I believe you would do an excellent job personally, I, so. I do. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the whole uh, AOMG. Um, yeah. And <laughs> connection. Yeah. I do like that. this has been floating around. I think, mm-hmm. Yana, I think that's an interesting um, combination there. If she were to weave and that would be an interesting move for her to make to go to that label but yeah at this point it's just kind of like even if cube came to them on their hands and knees and said please stay it's like what are you staying for at this point
2: yeah more disrespect that's all they'd get yep
0: yeah. Well, this story is not over, so I'm sure we will have another update by the time the next podcast comes out. But um, at this point, that's where we are with, with um, Kiana and Eden. Uh Second story that has gotten a bit of an update here, um, we have um, the last time we had our podcast, there were rumors about Summy Um, After she left JYP, um, rumors about why she had left, what her uh, future plans were, um, rumors about her father possibly taking over managerial duties. Um, That was debunked by her own father, um, Matthew Doma. Um, He held a, a press conference was held on the 18th for a new NBC variety program that he's appearing on, and he came on and said that um, Somi's basically says Somi's activities or Somi's con- concerns, and they are completely separate from me. Um, and that the reports that I am Somi's manager are false rumors. I give I give her advice as a parent, but because I'm not an expert, I can't do much. So he pretty much debunked any rumors that he was planning on taking over um, her career, which was, you know, one rumor that was floating around. Um, And essentially, uh, about a couple of days ago, uh, the, well, before that, there was a, um, I believe somebody put something on her Instagram about, you know, something, an announcement would be coming up soon. And the following day, it was confirmed that uh, Somi would be signing with the Black Label, uh, which is YG Entertainment sub-label that is headed up by Teddy. And a source from the Black Label said that they had signed an exclusive contract with John Somi, who has proven her talents as an artist, and they basically are basically saying that they're going to fast track her as a solo artist um, as opposed to a member of a girl group in order for her to debut quickly, Um, which I saw as being kind of the key kind of news piece here um, as one kind of theory behind her leaving JYP was with their new um, season of 16 coming up soon um, and their next uh, kind of girl group gonna coming up on the ori- horizon, um, everyone is kind of assuming that Somi was going to be at the center of this new girl group. And some people had kind of said, well, Somi may have left because maybe she just didn't want to be in a girl group and she wanted to promote on her own. And this kind of gives credence to that theory that, you know, maybe she wanted to kind of strike out um, as a um, as as you know her own um, as being a single performer, and uh, essentially she's going to be, of course, working with Teddy and Zion T is also signed under the Black label, so she's she's going to be a solo artist and. She's going to be working with Teddy. Any thoughts on that? I know, like, Somi is not like a hot topic around here, but I find that kind of interesting that she went from JYP to um, essentially not YGE technically, um, but she is going to be working with Teddy. Um, so that kind of is interesting considering, you know, Teddy did work with Somi and. You know, Teddy, obviously, he does a lot of stuff with Blackpink. So, I mean, could we see her being a success under the Black label?
2: Yes, I think because she has a pretty big fan base um, hmm. as a variety. So not really solo because I don't think she's done solo music, but she's done group stuff with like Sister Slam Dunk and she did a song with Eric Nam. so, um, And she does a lot of CFs. So people generally do like her. Um, and obviously, IOI definitely is a boost. But hmm, it's very strange because she's going to be working with Teddy. And I mean, Teddy makes good music. IMO, my opinion, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I don't think so be I think she's perfect for a group where you know, the things that she lacks in can be kind of covered up by other people.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: And I say this because I saw her perform um, at some Korean festival overseas, and she was singing by herself, and it was the most boring thing I've ever watched before in my life. Like, she clearly is a pretty girl, but her singing's not that great to me. Her dancing wasn't that great for me. She's not like Chunga, who, you know, like, is super confident, and she's just like she sparkles on stage Um, she's not like that so I I kind of don't like I'm mixed because I feel like she'll do well because she has a fan base but I don't think it's gonna be anything that we're gonna like be excited to watch you know Mm -hmm. like it compared to Sunmi's solos with Teddy like it's it's gonna. I I personally don't think it's gonna be anything like, in comparison, it's going to be, like, a 1 to, to Sonami's 10. Like, it's... Yeah, Somi... I I will say, positively, that I'm really happy that her father is not managing her.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought he was just really, really creepy. Not, like, creepy, like, word creepy. But, like, just the way that he is so attention-hungry... And the way that he pushes her younger sister, like all of that is just really strange to me um, and annoying and just creepy. But I'm really happy that, I don't know, maybe he wanted to, to sort of manage her and then he saw the public outcry and he sort of like acted like he didn't, like that wasn't the plan. And that's why she signed with the black label. Because it's, it's kind of weird, like that she went from JYP to YG's sub- label like usually that never happens where you go from a big company to a big company so i think there's something probably a little fishy with how this whole deal kind of came about and maybe her dad didn't want did want to manage her initially but sort of backed off when he he realized that it would not benefit her career wise Mm
0: -hmm. so i mean i did hear about like once she left jyp it wasn't like she didn't have her pick of like there are, you know, quite a few places that did want to like pick her up. You know, it wasn't like she didn't have her pick of places that she mm-hmm. could have potentially went to. Um, I do think, like I said, I think the key is maybe like they said that the black label is planning on kind of fast tracking her onto like her solo debut. I do think that's kind of the key here because I think, you know, with Sumi having already done so much and not even having had an official official debut yet and her if she has stayed jyp she would have had to stay through another survival show and then you know then after that you're doing another girl group and you're doing enough you know and maybe just being like okay you know this company is going to take me and you know automatically just start you know the work that i need to have done to get my solo career off the ground, you know, maybe that would, you know, I feel like that might have been a key part of the decision, you know. I, you know, it seems like the solo part is, like, key there, yeah. you know. Not having to, I mean, not having to have the whole, to deal with the whole girl group thing again. I mean, because IOI, even though they were temporary, they were still successful. And like you said, she did Sister Slam Dunk and, you know, I mean, she's, yeah. Maybe
2: she was just tired of being, like, shuffled around in all these groups. Because she also did, like, um, that Girls Next Door whatever thing. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a
2: drama or if it was, like, just a comeback. I don't know what it was. But she's in so many groups and she's making all these connections with all these different people. And maybe it's hard for her, you know, like, she's still pretty young, right? Like, oh, yeah, connect with the girls from IOI and Sister Slam Dunk and all these different groups. And then, like, you know, be with them for a short period of time and then, like, never see them. Or because they're all busy doing other things. Maybe it was just too much for her. And she was just like, I'm, I've already been in, like, five groups.
0: I'm <laughs> good. Yeah, like, I was just say, and then I have to wait. And then, you know, we are doing another survival show, and now we have to wait for this one to get together, and then, you know, who knows what JYP's plans are for that one. You know, at this point, you know, she's already been through a successful goal group and kind of had that experience. So, you know, and now I feel like there's been kind of a resurgence of a little bit, you know, with these solo female singers with Sunmi and Changna and... IU of course has always been you know just a wall of, you know she's the Taylor Swift of Korea I, I will continue saying that because I wholeheartedly believe that um, <laughs> I call her the Taylor Swift of Korea because I just completely believe that it's true but yeah. um, I can see it she's just less what in, way.
1: It, in well, what way well, like her mostly, popularity mostly
0: yeah her I would say that mostly in popularity and just I think since, her music is very similar though too She's got oh. kind of that whole "I'm a girl with the guitar" thing. I personally yeah. think IU is more talented than Taylor oh, Swift musically. Ten times. Um, I mean, I don't
1: know if that's exactly a difficult. Theme. Well, you know, a low <laughs> hanging
0: fruit, but, um, but I think yeah. I mean, I'm looking at in terms of like her influence, you know. In, in the culture and, and her popularity and that sort of thing. She's just a wall. I mean, people love her yeah. right her. Um, But other than IU, I mean, I feel like there's been kind of this many resurgence of like, you know, solo singers, especially female singers. So, so me, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe with the right song, you know, if Teddy, you know, sometimes he gets it kind of wrong, but when he gets it, he really gets it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So, you know, he could potentially really get, give Sony a smash single, and if she could halfway sell it, I think you know, it, and with her fan base combined, she could really you know, become, you know, something. Even though I agree with Nat in that she's not the most... Like, she doesn't have that star quality. Like, she has a star quality in the sense of it's more evident, like you say, when there's other people to kind of bounce that off of. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if she can sustain that. Hmm. Because, I mean, people never used, would have thought that of Sunmi, you know. I mean, I feel like when she was in Wonder Girls, she was, Sunmi was, like, one of the least appreciated
2: yeah. <laughs> like,
0: of the group. Like, seriously, I think I forgot Simi was in the group a lot of the time. And, you know, here she's, I mean, she's, like, the most successful one post, you know, post group. So, I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: there's definitely, like, uh, as you said, a resurgence in, in um, soloists. Especially se- female solo artists. I mean, I think it's because most of the second gen groups are like disbanding, so <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah that's up true. the members. Because like um, you know, you have um, the sister girls Hyolin and Soyou, and like all the Girls Generation girls, and like um, even the Four Minute Girls tried a little something, something before you know realizing it's just Huna that people <laughs> want to see. Unfortunately, <laughs> so it's you know we have all of these girls who for for most most of their cases like they have nothing else they're doing unfortunately because their group is disbanded or on a permanent or temporary hiatus whatever that means so um i mean i think chunga is really the only one that is sort of never really had a group for a long period of time since her group was temporary and she's just out here surprisingly making decent music that is and she's very popular. Um, yeah. so it maybe it's going to be the era of like younger solo artists and not just like established people. That'd be really interesting to see cuz I don't think that has really been a thing for a while. Like I think other than IU everybody has been in a group and was in a group for at least 5 years before they they kind of branched out unless they were older. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm going to keep an open mind about this who knows
0: yeah i i will give her the benefit of the doubt yeah um i think a lot of it will be contingent on what teddy does because i think people are going to expect him to come out with a banger but then she's going to have to be able to sell it you know so
2: and black pink is not really selling theirs so it's going to be very interesting to see
0: yeah, I mean, and that hasn't and that hasn't really stopped their popularity. So you know, I you know have to see what happens with some. Yeah. Okay, well, we've had quite a few comebacks um, in the past week. Um, Dreamcatcher, criminally undergr- underrated Dreamcatcher, has come back with um, their mini album and their lead single off of it, with which is what um, more of that. Um J Rocky S goodness. Um WJSN aka Cosmic Girls have Saved Me Saved You, Got Seven, Lullaby. Um, had a few other people come out with singles like Amber with White Noise. Um Shiny um, has their um, song that has been out for couple of weeks um was there anything that we wanted to talk about as far as comebacks um
1: I think of course shiny came back of course um what is the other group got seven came back um I think that shiny is just continuing to prove their quality tammy Loki is having a comeback but they're not calling it that like in Japan um and I'm honestly so excited because move is probably the best k-pop artist album outside of jonghan solo work and maybe like the past year, it's just great. It's incredible. I'm not even gonna do that to other artists. I, I know there's a lot of like Big Bang stands who are gonna be like, well, what about Big Bang? And I'm just gonna be like, no one cares. Um, Big Bang is cute. I like Big Bang to some extent, but I just think Shiny, in terms of like you guys talking about how like there's this resurgence of solo soloists, I think Shiny has produced the best soloist. Period. Like. Jonghyun's discography is impressive. For someone who, you know, it was so young and, you know, had a whole other job on the side being a member of SHINee. His solo discography is just so impressive. And Temin is proving himself, like, every day with every release. I heard some of the stuff that he performed in Japan, some of the new stuff. Honestly, it just gets better and better. Um... And I know this is about Shiny's comeback, but to me, Shiny is made up of, think of it this way Shiny is the body, and then all the members are the cells. <laughs> so, Shiny, <laughs> Shiny are the cells. Um, and I'm honestly just continue to be impressed. Also, God Seven, it was a pretty, sh- to me, it was their best comeback in a long time uh lullaby itself isn't great like it's good it's better than a lot of got 7s more recent stuff but um where that really shines is like the b-sides like they're pretty good and um i'm excited for got seven to do something different next time 'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wanting them to move away from the because lullaby is still in the same vein as like uh the other one that I didn't like where it's like you feel like it's still very I don't even know the word it's not childish but it's like elementary in a way I guess is the best way to put it some of the other stuff, and I simple. really like got seven yeah and I and I really like got seven um The beat uh, of a lot of their songs is just like. I could see how a 12 year old, like. (laughs) Vlog, like Scandinavian girl would like this. But outside of that, it just doesn't reach to me. Um, And it doesn't stand out either. But I don't know. This last, this latest comeback was a pretty good effort. And I think that it's a strong effort. Um, As long as they can continue to at least pretend to like each other on <laughs> in public, I think that God 7, this is a good direction for them in terms of, like, just, you know, con- just getting better as the years go by instead of regressing, like some groups. Uh, Nat, any comments on some of these recent comebacks?
2: Um, okay, so... Big Bang is a great group, and I love them very much, and uh, I have to agree, though, about their solo efforts. Um, (laughs) I think, though, because they've had so many solo efforts, that it's, they already peaked in some ways really early in some of them, and then it was, like, a slow, or sometimes fast decline. Um, Like, Singri, who I love, I adore, he's one of my favorite, like, idols in general, but, like, His first couple minis were great, and then whatever he dropped this year was very terrible. So um, I do agree with uh, Shiny and uh, most of everything that you've said about Shiny. Probably just minus some of the Taemin things, because he's not a favorite of mine, but I appreciate him. Um, In terms of comebacks, I... (laughs) <laughs> for me it's gonna be always gonna be like girl groups and former girl group members. So I actually liked uh Oh My Girls Remember and I do like Human from Tiara's Mango. I it was different and it took a while for me to get into but I'm actually Is there quite an image to
0: that because I have it not is. heard it yet? There okay. is one,
2: it's kind of like low budget, I'll be honest. But she did sign with like Sublime um, so she's not with like a really big agency right now, and I, I, I don't think they have the money or the resources to really like put tons of money into her, especially if she's going to be on um, weekly shows promoting. Because I mean that's money, it, that's very expensive in itself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I, I think she, she might have done pretty well in China. I don't know how she's done in Korea so far, but. Whatever, we'll see. She said that she's been recording tons of music and she has an album coming out, so it's Girl. Uh, Other than that, I don't think I've really been listening to any other K-pop-related stuff, to be honest. Like, who else dropped music that I enjoyed? I did listen to the GOT7 album and I... Wasn't I'm not really a got seven fan, and I'm not really, I don't really like a lot of the stuff that they come out with. I think it's too hip hop, it's too um,
1: see. I get the sort of exact... hip hop, I get a really opposite vibe from maybe I'm just listening to the wrong stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, yeah. they are too pop. Like, for example, Teenager was almost a perfect song, but then they have this really random, like pop add-in it's not bad but it, it, it was like teenager could have been their love scenario right it could have been their like you know real good crossover sort of in a way vaguely kind of thing but yeah. it ended up being like a run-of-the-mill sort of pop song um because of some of the decisions made production wise and i feel like a lot of god 7 stuff is like that where it's like oh, wow, this opening is really nice, and then it gets into the chorus, and it's, like, this sort of noisy, like, very, very noisy. much 2000s pop kind of sound.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, most of their songs are just so noisy to me. Like, God yeah. said, and it's and it's, like, like, I just want a clean melody and a verse and a bridge and chorus and just give it to me in like the correct order and you know that's fine it's like that's all that you have to do but
1: I think part of it too is the fact that for a very long time it just sounded like Jackson needed to take a toothbrush and scrape his larynx because he just (laughs) sounded so ashy like (laughs) 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 he just sounds so ashy so like I, I hate any time they put Jackson, like, as the at the forefront of a chorus or, like, I don't know, even to Jebum, I mean, it worked in Just Right, um, but Jebum's voice doesn't do anything for me, which is sad because he used to be, like, my number one <laughs> in GOT7, um, but I think, yeah, part of it is, like, it's noisy music, but then their voices are all so very distinct. Um and some of them a little raggedy so i think that
2: that has something to do with it um i think it's because okay maybe i consider them like a hip-hop group mostly because i feel like there's a lot of rapping going on (laughs) so i like i automatically just assume it like in that sense Hmm. that it is more of like a hip-hop thing i mean like this song lullaby started with jackson ray And I know, like, for me, like, the only thing I remember outside of that is, like, the chorus.
1: Sweet, so, talk to me, babe, please. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> whoever so sang catchy. that part
2: was, yeah, whoever sang that part sang it really well. So, like, that's what kind of stuck into my yeah. brain, right? But I want to
1: say I... and Young, Young J were also in that.
2: Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. What <laughs> <laughs> um, was going to say? Yeah, but um, I did listen to the album, and the album felt very hip-hop, too. Um. <laughs> I loud? get that
1: from the rest of the album, but from <laughs> yeah. "Lullaby," I don't get that at all. I get like, what were you guys doing? And in terms of rap heavy, it's arguable whether or not God Seven actually raps. I wouldn't that is call also what true. they do rapping.
2: <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but didn't Jackson say that he's not
1: a rapper? Yeah, Jackson said that. <laughs> like, this is somebody who really likes God Seven, so I don't. I wouldn't call that rapping. Yeah, in the same vein that I wouldn't call most sm rappers rappers these are just people yeah. who have no other skill so you just say do this right and and that's sad because rapping really is a skill it really it is, is something that i feel it like
2: really is a skill it's not a, is an important really,
0: really fast so right. i have a question
2: then mm-hmm. who would you consider like to be a top idol rapper if you don't really oh, oh. yeah Jesus. um if I have to
1: be like in my in comparison to like Western rap or just in general, like in in K-pop? general,
2: in general, if you're talking about like with somebody who actually is like in okay embodies and I like okay not that Western rap is like I don't know it's really strange <clears throat> but like Western rap is pretty much just rap like <laughs> yeah, it is rap right like, it is rap yeah. like birthplace it's where it keeps developing and basically people around the world take. Cues from it, and they yeah. kind of just like roll with it. So, yeah, in comparison to hip hop, rap, you know what we're doing in what they're doing in America or what you guys are doing in America, like what would you? Who would you say is like a top idol rapper? I think top idol rappers,
1: Yoongi, Namjoon, uh, and I'm talking mostly based on delivery because sometimes I read. Like, in terms of their lyrics, Namjoon's lyrics are pretty good, generally speaking. But that's really being more so of a good songwriter.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: So we're just going like a delivery. Yeah. Ye, in terms Namjoon. of like okay, not
2: on like who's writing whatever, because I mean like they in in hip hop in America, a lot of, nobody's writing. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of ghostwriters, so like we forget about that part. but, Like so in we're terms talking of like, about if like you the heard them up. rapping. Uh huh. Exactly. Like entertainment quality solo song. Who are you? Honestly,
1: to to me, if I'm not even considering lyrics, it'll be Jungi, Hoseok, um, Mark from NCT. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm drawing a blank because everybody else is trash to me, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not kidding. Well, okay, take that back. I really like Bi's voice. Bobby is cool. But, like, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Bob. Not even a love-hate, like, a somewhat like-hate. Okay. That, like is even too strong right there because <laughs> I don't like Bobby. But I, I think he is – he clearly studies, like, American rappers, clearly. Okay. And I'll say that. So, like, yeah, I really like B.I. in terms of, like, his style, his delivery. Same thing with Bobby. But really, other than that, and and honestly, I know we all talk about Big Bang as like the greats or whatever. I just I like as as a rapper. Like if we talk about rapping, like I'm not gonna simply say, per se, oh, G Dragon is a great rapper. To me, G Dragon is a great entertainer. Yes,
0: a great rapper
1: it. to me some is somebody who like can. Somebody, I think Yunji is the best example. If you if you listen to Yoongi like rap, you, you can just hear the different influences like that he takes from American rap. Same thing with Hoseok. Like only difference is Hoseok is more like of a Migos kind of rapper, or like even like a Aminé. Whereas Yoongi is more of a uh... Yungi kind of depends on the song. He takes influence from different American rappers. Like enough, one song, yeah. it might be Eminem. One song it might be more so like 21 Savage, which is the joke that like Yoongi is basically 21 Savage. Um, so yeah, those are my
0: top. What about you, Ash? As far as like who I think is a good idol rapper? Yeah. Good is a strong word.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean like someone if- is passable. Exactly.
0: I mean, I can just think in general about people that I don't mind listening to. Okay. Um, cause I don't think I can, I don't think I definitely don't qualify in like judging like who's good. I mean, there's obviously some people that you can look at and say, okay, these people are not rappers, you know, because there are, you know, some, uh, some idol rappers, you've got the ones that started underground and genuinely wanted to be rappers. And then you have the ones, like you said, they were just given the rapper label because they couldn't really do anything else in the group. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I always felt like, like, like you guys said, G Dragon was a good entertainer. I always felt like Top has some skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got kind of his own style of performing, but you can tell that it's not like it's his, it's his individual style. Like, he's not, mm, like, he's not just kind of phoning it in. Like, he's got his very specific way that he does things that he kind of cultivated by whatever time he spent being in the underground Korean rap scene or whatever. Um... I mean, I don't know what I think about people like Zico and such. I mean, they're definitely talented.
1: Zico Uh, just turns me off. Like, I can't... I don't know why, but when I... The more I know about a person, the more it affects the way I listen to their music, if that makes sense. Like, for example, you know the Takashi69 guy? uh, Over here. -hmm. I've heard of him. Yeah, and the whole thing about, I don't, this is alleged, all alleged, I don't know. And I might be repeating this wrong as well. So, allegedly, there's some things going on with, like, pedophilia. Like, yeah. Can't <laughs> that can't underage
0: girls. Yeah. yeah,
1: that definitely colors the way I look at your work. Especially if you're writing your own music and all that. It just, it definitely, or like R. Kelly even, that's a good example. Um, it just colors the way that I look at your work. So it doesn't matter what it is. If you, if you are involved in something that is unsavory, it colors the way that I view you. Um, and it doesn't take away from your talent. It just makes me think twice about, like, do I actually want to go ahead and listen to you? So, like, with Zico, in that case, I honestly, the first time listening to Zico's stuff for me was, like, a week or two ago. Because <clears throat> I just won't go out of my way to listen to his music, Period
2: okay no I get that I think for me though it's a little bit harder because whenever I listen to music I think about memories that go with the songs or like you know like a time frame like oh I'm, I heard this back when I was in like the eighth grade and like you know it always brings up memories so for me like if I really am, am cutting you off like I did with R. Kelly I just remove everything mm-hmm. every single thing and so like I so, in that way, like, I won't be dragged back in. Kind of, like, you know, because, I mean, I am was born in the 80s. So, like, I have, like, the 90s of, was when I went to school, and that's, like, a big chunk of it. And it was, like, for me, like, that was R. Kelly's time, right, in R&B? Yeah. So, it's, so, like, like, they're doing Space Jam, too. If I think about Space Jam, what comes to mind? Like, I believe I can fly. And then yeah. I'm, like god I have to like cut that off you know because like I cannot go back to that because he is I'm just ready for him to die at this point I'll be honest but it's like he needs to go right so yeah for me and also it also affects me in a lot of ways I now we're really off topic but is like when I find out that you're trash because sometimes I'll listen to songs and I won't like know anything about the people and then I'll hear something really bad about them and I'm like damn it
0: <laughs> yeah
2: know, like like you've already been drawn mm-hmm. in you're already like I'm ready to buy every single song that you write at this point mm-hmm. like I'm I'm I stand and then you hear something bad and you're just like uh. yeah and,
1: and it's not even like in in a lot of situations right it might be a case where okay did this person apologize or like what did exactly they do? because I do think that there is like varying levels of wrongness like oh for if sure you and a lot of people might disagree with this, but this is just the way I think. If somebody makes, like, an offhanded comment, like, or, for example, how Taeyong, I don't know, the Taeyong scammer thing, right? This yeah. situation, to me, would not make me cut off Taeyong. And the reason no. why is because he was, like, a kid scamming people on eBay. I don't, and he was scamming people, out like, for action figures. I don't know. Something about that just to me is more funny than it is like a serious You know offense.
2: what? I was just about to say it. Like I thought it was hilarious. I just yeah. use it as a joke to like just make fun of Teong. I don't really yeah. like I didn't really take it that seriously, like me the way medicines were at the time. Medicines were um, angry.
1: But it's like it's funny, but to me, something that's more serious is like an ideological issue. Or if you like yeah. hurt somebody, like scarf them. Like like what R. Kelly was doing to those sex slaves allegedly. Um Yeah. That is different to me than, like, a 12-year-old boy, like, who's selling an action figure online or whatever he was doing. Or, you know, uh, Wanu from Seventeen, there was a thing about how he said the SNSD girls had too much plastic surgery or something like that. Which, is, is he, is it a Was wise? he wrong? <laughs> I don't see, I mean, we're talking about SM here. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on now, well, like. Even, like, like you want to talk about Korean examples, it's, like, um, you know, Onu with the girl in the the club, right? Like Yeah. It was, it's, like, at that time, I was, like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to, like, scale back. Because he was, like, actually my favorite. But I had uh-huh. to, like, scale back a lot because I'm, like, I, yes, he has a drinking problem. And, I mean, I feel like most shawls would, like, admit that he does have a drinking problem. And that's something that has been really open Mm-hmm. but also like what are you doing why are you touching people and their legs and like stuff like that in the club it's not okay you know so it's kind of like or like super junior and like there are many scandals throughout the years that they've been around their group is kind of a mess at this point honestly super uh,
1: junior yeah. should have disbanded pretty much the moment they got together
0: and they're having
2: another comeback <laughs> they That's are weird. they are always it. coming back
0: yeah
1: they're um, always coming back, and now they're—they've uh, become a Latin group. So yeah, which we I don't to know how they <laughs> hate anything that's darker than like paper. So I don't understand, but um, that's so weird to me. Um, and the owner situation—I actually did not know because when I sort of entered K-pop arena, yeah. um, that was after Jonghyun passed away. Oh, so. Okay. Well I should say when I got more like when it was more in my face so everything that Shaw walls were talking about was junk so for me yeah. that that was something I honestly didn't find out about until months later um, and I I'm always the type of person where I do give people chances and I do look at the facts of the case I yeah. don't just jump to a conclusions um, and th- I have opinions on that but that's for another time more so yes. but just in general though like I do consider all of that when I decide if I want to support you because of course. me putting money in your pocket or me spreading your name on the internet, makes sure people like in terms of like talking about you on Twitter or whatever, or tweeting your songs. Cause I do that. I'm one of those people that like I might tweet or post to something that's like a video link or something.
2: Yep. Um,
1: I'm just not going to do that. If I feel like you cross the level that I can't reasonably
2: like bring you back from you know what I mean of course of course um but to get back on a bit on topic I would say my picks for like k-pop rappers and I say this as somebody who grew up on hip-hop but like it's not something that I go to anymore unless it's like older hip-hop I'm not really like with the youngins I guess in that same way uh I I do think uh TLP uh top from Big Bang I, I just love his voice and his delivery. I would say Zico as well, because, I mean, <laughs> one of the only K-pop, hip-hop songs that I do listen to regularly is probably Brita Triangle and Ante. Bang um, Yun-guk from BAP, BAP. Interesting. Uh, yeah, um, I like the solo stuff. So, I mean, I assume that I just kind of like it uh yamadaki
1: that beat with heart
2: yes, yes it did. um <laughs> i think that's it though like i'm trying to think of like i, I agree with g dragon he's a 100 a performer like singing rapping whatever he's doing if he's on stage he's like having a good time and he's he's bringing up the crowd so that's great um yeah i think that's pretty much it for me like I do like some of Hina's songs but I wouldn't call her a good rapper (laughs) yeah Yeah. like red like red is a great song I love red
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you like black pink right yeah I I mean I honestly Lisa is up there
2: with Lucas in terms of kids bop raps like oh shoot I forgot (laughs) to mention Mark Mark is like the only good rapper at SME so (laughs) yeah pretty much um and his his last verse in Cherry Bomb was like pretty much everything for me so
0: (laughs) it's it's great Um, the crazy thing
1: is is Mark is Canadian so (laughs) it's like I think I wonder if there's something to like the fact that he grew up like in the culture where rap originated in terms of like um because when i say america i generally mean north america like all the english-speaking parts of america of north america
2: um well the thing is about that i mean like hip-hop is pretty like localized. it's um u.s the birth, yeah the birthplace of it was in new york in new york but yeah because it was like black americans and like people from the caribbean and latin americans right. like that kind of brought it up that I mean, it translated really well over here because we have like a big Jamaican population. We have a fair amount. Of That's Latin what I'm Americans. saying. Like, so, yeah, Canada and is like,
1: very similar to the U.S. in terms of ethnic makeup. Yeah. It's it's one of them. Well, in terms of if you look at look at North America and the rest of the world, North America is the most diverse continent on the planet. Every other continent yep. is pretty much homogenous, and exactly. the diversity is coming from Canada and the U.S
2: yeah well the most diverse city is in like i think it's technically scarborough but scarborough is technically part of Toronto. so yeah it's it's here pretty much (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's the most like diverse place in the world um so yeah i think that um yeah mark mark as i said was great jenny and lisa are kind of doing like this copycat thing of s of 21 so i don't I don't really consider them
0: rappers
1: in the same way. Does Lisa ever randomly remind you of Nicki Minaj? Not and in terms no. of like skills, no. in terms of
0: delivery. I feel like Jesse fits that bill more to me yes. than anything yes. else. And oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel oh, like Jesse is really trying Please. to be a Korean Nicki Minaj.
2: Slash kind
0: of ratchet. Yeah.
2: Loki
1: slash Rihanna. <laughs> See Rihanna, but Rihanna's yeah. not ratchet. Rihanna, Rihanna is like Rihanna can do is Whatever
2: she wants, holy totally ratchet. But, she, but I mean, to me,
1: it's in a way that's like, it doesn't matter what she does. It's just great. Like Rihanna could wear the ugliest out. Rihanna could wear a trash bag and make it look like it's off the runway. Like she can do so many things
2: that other pe- if other people did it, it would be ratchet oh opinion. yeah no no for sure like she cannot be imitated because she's just like original like she yeah. just does what she wants and she totally owns it so like i i yeah i definitely see what you're saying there um i wonder if Jessie that's is why not she's same. not
1: big in uh korea
2: because <laughs> they can't imitate her right eh? The discourse. <laughs> <laughs> the discourse
1: on this culture
2: yeah um, no yeah. i that's i think in a way too like that's why you know whitney and Beyonce, and even Mariah to some extent. Like, they're big, but they're not people that they can imitate, you know? Because they're just so more talented than most of the other artists. I think once you get to that (laughs) level of, like, Whitney
1: Houston, Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, no one in history will ever be able to touch this group of people. Like, Prince, basically anybody who debuted in the 80s, (laughs) pretty much, you can almost put put it exactly there, really. You, yeah. they're kind of untouchable. They're, like, legends that will never, ever be reached. Um, and then, yeah. you know, to a lesser extent, like, your Beyoncés, your Rihannas, these are people that I feel like are hard to, like, really imitate, even though old exactly. girl from Red Velvet really, really wants to be Beyoncé, if not be Beyoncé's best friend. Um,
2: Which one? Is it... Is it it's either... Suji? yeah. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Suji? <laughs> so- as long as it's not Wendy... I'm okay. Oh, so <laughs> we're
1: being trash. The sad thing about Wendy being trash is that when I first so I had avoided red velvet like a plague. I told you guys, you heard me tell this story. Um, so when mm-hmm. I heard Bad Boy on accident because it just came up Um and I said, Who is that voice? This girl can sing. I and
2: look it at was at the Wendy. lyric
1: video on this Wendy. I felt yep. like just it's ripping my ears
2: off. <laughs> See, like I wanted to like Wendy she's Canadian you know like she can sing but she keeps doing this thing where she tries to imitate black people and it makes me want to punch her in the face so it's yeah. kind of like I can't be like and you know what I do feel bad for Wendy in some ways because her bad her weight battle is very evident and like publicized uh... and whatever oh so she's also... like
1: gymming, basically
2: Yeah, but also, I also still want to punch her in the face when she goes, like, she cracks her necks and does all the neck movements and, like, snaps her fingers and, like, does the black tone and black scent. I do want to punch her in the face. So, it's kind of, like, really, it's really hard.
1: Are you guys going to judge me if I, because, Nat, when you said you kind of feel bad for Wendy, you automatically made me think about how these past couple weeks... I've been getting this really weird feeling every time I see like Namjoon doing something, especially if he's doing something that's like really sweet. I just get this really weird feeling, like, oh my god, I feel so sorry for this boy. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me. Like, I think if I'm not near death, I might be soon. <laughs> because I don't know why I feel this way. Like, I'm scared.
2: So dramatic. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what I have a lot of uh, well not a lot because I only have like a couple of mutuals who are into BTS on Twitter but they all seem to like Namjoon very well and I respect their choice and I just like I will respect your your slow descent into Namjoon no hell or heaven if that's not what you want to call it (laughs) I mean for me personally I just like I'm so disappointed when people in k-pop pretty much disrespect black people and then they never really apologize for it properly because I feel like it will set a precedent if these people come out and say like you know I shouldn't have said that you know we take this music from black culture and you know we don't respect the people we make all these jokes blah 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 blah." I feel like that will set a precedent for these other idols to sort of like start to apologize as well so I'm still waiting I'm like Still oh no! I haven't for forgiven
1: it. Namjoon. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not in his camp. When I say feel sorry, it's more of a like. I could just see how. I can see that there's humanity, like there. Cause some people, I okay. feel like you are just the scum of the earth. Namjoon, <laughs> I feel like there is a person there that is. It's hard to explain the feeling that I get. He's scum lights. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, <laughs> in, do you? I mean, what do you feel about Bobby in this whole like um, Colin Kaepernick thing? What What happened with Bobby and Colin Wait, Kaepernick? You didn't hear? Oh my goodness! No. So Bobby decides to post. I guess I don't. I, I, I'm thinking this is a real Bobby Instagram account. He posts okay. on Instagram the Colin Kaepernick Nike commercial picture. And then says like we all need to fight against racism or something like that. I'm like Bobby, weren't you just in blackface like a year ago? Like, what <laughs>
0: Saying the N word
1: like for fun. Yeah, yeah. like growth okay. is important, but I just wonder
2: where Icon stands are with that because I'm not an Icon stand, so I have no dog yeah. in this fight. But I'm not like I like Icon's recent music, but I'm not even like close to being a fan or a stand of any of these members because oh. like. I don't really know them or trust them and the things that I do know are not really good. So, <laughs> But I can, I can understand that because like I always I do very openly speak about my relationship with tan and how I really Trash. don't like, yeah, exactly. But also like her music touches my soul on a daily basis i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> like i got into her way before i s- even found out any of this stuff and mm-hmm. so it was like really hard for me and also like she was so close to jongyun and like his yeah. death. like i actually was worried about her like and i was legit yeah, worried too, right? that she was gonna go over the edge so i totally get it like i do and as i said as you said actually growth is important and mm-hmm. we want like idols to start speaking out on like the- Like, okay, you know, Bobby's speaking out on racism. Honestly. Maybe that's gonna help in the long run. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) And honestly, we I we had a in in a podcast that we did a while ago, episode that we did a while ago, we kinda talked about that concept of idols apologizing. And I know we talked about Joan Count and I couldn't articulate myself well. But I kinda wanna revisit that to just say that I really, I did forgive Jonghyun for that because Jonghyun didn't mess up a lot in terms of like publicly, like you know. Obviously, we can point to people who have. Yes. <laughs> um, but the time that he did really, really make a huge mistake, I really felt that his apology was his apology was sincere. Like he didn't take the like he didn't deflect. He made sure like it was focused on himself and like how he can learn. And even at times where he didn't do anything wrong, but like it could be perceived that way, like there was an issue where like some girls, because he said that women are like inspirational or something like that, or like poetry or something. And like, yeah, I guess some random people thought that was that, an yeah. insult, which I think is kind of dumb. I don't understand how that could ever be an insult. Um, I guess they were saying he was reducing women to like to being men's muses. And I don't think that's at all what he meant. But he took the time out to like actually con- like converse with the fan and be like, yep. "Tell me exactly where I was wrong, so I can fix this." I want to understand. I want to learn. And I I just was like, kind of shocked. And I'm not like one of those people that gives you you know brownie points or whatever for doing what you're supposed to do. But I was yeah. shocked because no K-pop idol has really done that, no, nope. in a sincere way. And so to just see that it just made me forgive him because I was like, okay, you're just showing that you are human, you make mistakes and that you're going to own up to your mistakes and try to change it. And after that publicly, at least he had never done anything like that again. So no, I
2: think there was like one case where something happened at like a tour he did. And it was like, yeah, against brown people or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it was, but he, you know, he takes criticism as, as it is. It's criticism. Like it's, it's not, and it's from your fans. So, I mean, it's with love and yeah. he's, he's, one of the easiest things you can do in this world is admit your faults and apologize and be better. And I mm-hmm. think Jung Yoon, like always, 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 always strive for that. And mm-hmm. like it's it's the same too with like Mac Miller and like good ones. Like actually good human beings. Yeah <laughs> who are really just on like trying to survive and try to bring good into this world, you know? And so it's it that's why I think his death was doubly shocking. Because even to non-fans, he always, like, seemed like a really good human being. Yeah. Um, And I think that is what we miss a lot of times in K-pop. Because there's, you know, they're on screen, they're perfect, they're plastic, they sing the notes as they're supposed to, and, like, they always are in line with the dance moves and stuff. But they're not human beings you know? Yeah. Yeah. Until until they mess up, especially. <laughs> yeah. And then, it's funny, because as soon as they mess up, that's when the fans want to remind you that they're human beings. Yep. But it's like, mm-hmm. this is the wrong time. This is not, yep. what, you know, this is not really when you should be mentioning this, because this is this is the time when they have to, like, do better, be better. And you're right. sort of excusing
1: it, right?
2: It's just so. crazy. It's like, they're
1: not human when they're the objects of your lust, or when you're talking about, you know... Taehyung is getting too fat, or like, yep. you know, honestly, some of the things I've seen Army say about Yugi is so shocking. It's like, how can you stand a Korean group and say such like anti Korean stuff? Like, I don't even want to say repeat the things that I've seen because I don't, don't want anyone thinking that I <laughs> am against like Asian people or anything like that or prejudice or anything. But just the fact, fact that they could say some of those like very racist like things that are very targeted towards asian people i was just like what <laughs> like you literally stand bts like what
2: they How transcend race they transcend yeah. asianess they are eternal so that's probably why <laughs> but we should probably get back on topic yeah back <laughs> on topic we're so i sorry. can't even remember what we were talking about We're probably just gonna have to move on anyway. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's move on.
0: Okay. Well, was there anything that you guys wanted to say about NCT 127? Because that was on the list. I'm
2: so confused about what's going on, but I'm sure SME will make it even more confusing as time progresses. When regular irregular comes out, (laughs) you guys will all see what I've been talking about
1: this whole time. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and sign up to get the pre-order for the album and make sure you sign up for those pre-order tickets to their tour that may or may not happen, but just make sure you give them money just in case it does, because (laughs) we would like to continue the cycle of NCT. That's all I gotta say.
0: All right. Well, speaking of boy groups, BTS has been having a pretty busy week, um... I wanted to kind of highlight an article that was recently posted on BuzzFeed. And um, it basically talks about um, BTS and their fans and their fans' shady streaming practices. Um, Basically, fans are spoofing Spotify with fake plays and that's a problem for music charts. Um, The article is... Mainly about the repercussions of this kind of um, basically continuous streaming, trying to game the system in order to um, get your fave at the top of the charts, and they use essentially used armies as an example, and um, basically talked a little bit about how um, armies use this whole system um by which they make sure that they stream millions and millions and millions of times Um, they essentially they say um the author says in the article that the strategy that the army use is that fans in the u.s create accounts on music streaming services to play bts's music and then distribute the account logins to fans in other countries via Twitter, email, or the instant messaging, messaging platform Slack. Then recipients take, um, they stream BTS's music continuously, often on multiple devices, and sometimes with a virtual private network, which can be, which can fake or spoof locations um, by rerouting a user's traffic through several different servers. Um, some fans will even organize donation drives so other fans can pay for premium streaming accounts. Now, the writer of this article did attempt to um, to reach out and um, speak to or interview like different fans of bts to kind of talk about this from their point of view and unfortunately they were not very receptive um they all were warning each other that this journalist was trying to write this hit piece on bts um and so um they fans deleted tweets about sharing Spotify accounts and they sent messages defending themselves. But essentially, like they said, I mean, the Korea is already the Korean government is already, you know, looking into this whole system that is totally jacked up a bunch of their charts because they have so many people um, kind of using this, you know, This way of kind of gaming the system and getting their favorite, you know, at the top of the charts based, not based on, because I guess when you look at it in music charts, it's supposed to be based on popularity as in how many individual people are buying your album or listening to your album, not showing who has the strongest and most dedicated fandom so when you've got people you know kind of manipulating the streaming that way and you've got you then you've got which is the problem in korea where these same groups are at the top over and over again and it's not not it by counting on the merit that everyone else is being measured by um and the tone of the article was basically like, what if this happens in the U S and seeing as that, you know, BTS is you know getting, um, more recognizable in the, or they're trying to become more recognizable in the U S. Um, you know, they use them as an example. Now, unfortunately this poor person, because of them writing about BTS, their comment section is just a freaking mess and they have all manner of death threats and who knows what else in their inbox. But I thought that it was interesting that this person was even brave enough to write an article (laughs) kind of calling out the army like this. Um, But um, in other news also, um, BTS, gave a speech well Nam June gave a speech in front of the u.n general assembly and i'm going to let jimin talk about this because whenever Nam June speaks i usually kind of zone out so <laughs> i didn't really didn't really get a good grasp on what he, i just i just know that he gave a decent a decent speech um at the u.n which good for them um but Jimin said there was a bunch of other stuff going on, so I'm gonna let yeah. you get to that. Yes. Yeah,
1: so basically, the there's a lot of controversy surrounding this speech, but it, it's not even just the speech; it's the entire event and how BTS was sort of treated at the event. In terms, I mean, there's little sections of it, so I guess I could just go through one by one very quickly. So, firstly, the speech. The major controversy about the speech. I personally thought the speech was good. I just thought that it was good for, like, not that particular event. Um, I, he basically talked about his childhood um, and his background. And I guess how that led into him, I don't know, maybe loving himself at some point. Um, which clearly is a lie. But anyway, um, I thought that it was poetic and well-written and he spoke with, you know, authority and it was, you know, delivered well. The problem is, is I just felt like it was kind of irrelevant. Like a lot of it was just like, why? I don't, if this is about like ending violence, I guess against children, or if this is, you guys are supposed to be talking about like how your Love Yourself campaign fits with, you know, sort of things that are going on with you today. I'm failing to see how the speech connected. And I think that's where a lot of people were confused. Now, this is also combined with the fact that when, I guess, BTS, you know, was referred to by the host of the event or one of the other speakers. I don't know if she was the host of the speaker. um, I guess she had made a comment that was basically like, you know, you know, millions of girls are like going crazy over this speech or whatever about what Namjoon said. And, you know, they love it. Armies, of course, have to be mad all the time. If they're not, if, look, if armies aren't mad, I would make sure that the world isn't ending. Because armies have to find something to pick apart. And they decided that this woman's comment about, you know, millions of girls loving BTS uh, was something to be mad about. And their whole rhetoric, their whole stance was that you know, he's giving this important speech and saying all these important things and, you know, uh, more people than just, you know, armies are affected by this, or more people than just, you know, teenage girls and, you know, adults, people of all ages, that can be fed. that whole BTS transcends every demographic label basically argument over and over again and what I personally thought was just very ridiculous about this whole thing was that first and foremost this is not the first time a... Host of something, or any person in general, has ever said that you know, in re- in regards to a boy band, that mi- millions of girls are loving this. You see what I'm saying? Like you, they, I, I don't think they realize that BTS is a boy band, and I mean, you want people. I, I don't. I'm not saying they're not taking seriously, but it's the idea that like she was, she didn't mean any harm by it. She was just telling the truth, like. I think I read something about the statistics. Like, apparently, there was like millions of people watching the event when BTS was there. But the moment that they left, like the the viewership dropped significantly, which goes to show that you guys didn't care about the event. You cared about BTS. So what she was saying has some merit to it. But not only that, you you're trying to do this whole like BTS supremacy thing where you think BTS is better than everybody else because they're so woke and they talk about issues that matter and they're so deep and da 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 da. And it's like. I'm failing to understand why you guys are so adamant that we need to look at BTS as like the beacons of light for the next generation or something like that. I don't really understand that considering 90% of BTS's music is just like all other K-pop music. It's either a love song or like a song about partying and having fun. Um, it's very rare that you get cuts from BTS that's like actually introspective. And when you do, it's mostly their solo stuff like Yoongi's work. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting really tired of seeing armies attacking random people for stating facts about BTS. Like the fact that they're a boy band, the fact that most of their music is fake deep or things like, like, I don't, I don't understand this whole being angry about nothing all the time just because you want to feel oppressed or picked on. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it um and that was the major controversy and that's why like a lot of non-armies um and a lot of rational-minded people were just like i don't understand how you could possibly be upset that people looked at Nam June's speech and was like okay it's nice or whatever but it's not gonna end world hunger you know what i mean like it's not so, it's not like everything he said was going to solve some the problem that they were there to talk about especially since he didn't offer any solutions, he just kind of told a story about how he, I don't know, grew up and like got into BTS and now he loves himself. I mean, it was it was beautiful, don't get me wrong, it just, I don't know, I, I don't know what kind of impact they thought people were going to take, like, I don't know what they thought people were going to take away from it, um, especially since I don't even know that Namjoon's speech directly related to the purpose of the event, you see what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't know, that. <laughs> do you have more to add on <laughs> to uh, that?
2: I only, like, because I'm not into BTS, I only know stuff that gets posted on, like, Pomona, and, like, Asian Junkie, and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I saw the speech, but I also saw that, you know, somebody on Reddit had made a comment saying, like, basically, if you, you can, you have to be smart to get into BTS, and it was just like, I respect the fact that, you know, the the boys generally seem like they're decent kids, and mm-hmm. they love what they do, and they're very hardworking. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're on tour, they're doing American, this American debut sort of whatever, and then on top of that, they had the speech to the, the UN, which is pretty, in, in English, right? He did it in English? He
1: did it in English, and it's impressive, yeah, so,
2: it's incredible so I mean like there's so many reasons that I don't completely write them off because I think that I obviously they are the, the current face of K-pop and they are going to be the future I think as well too for a while um, of K-pop so I, I don't want to be like really dismissive especially for something like this which is pretty big deal um, but once again it's like to see that reflected in you know uh, their fandom to see it reflected in Korea. It those are where they start to lose me. I think because Korea still has huge issues with um, you know bullying and just general like it's it seems like the hate is like pretty high over there as well too just just based on on comments that i've seen from that is and things and then their fandom is just so condescending and just like not everyone obviously but it's like if you don't like bts it's like a big deal because bts is the only k-pop group if you want to consider them k-pop to be you know to have deep lyrics and and you know, like we just saw Amber's video. Amber's video was introspective and deep, I guess, as well, too. So it's like, what are you, like, what is what's what's what are you comparing? Like you're it's OK to love something and to love it a lot and have it change your life, especially right. by, like with music. Because, I mean, I feel the same way about a lot of artists, but at the same time don't be a dickhead you know like yeah. i can just like that's it's probably a pretty crass way to summarize it but like just don't be a dickhead and i see yeah. so much dickheadness
0: yeah <laughs> <from>
2: these people <laughs> and so like it it's really hard for me then to even want to pay attention to these things you know like yeah. and so going back to this buzzfeed article by um the, gen- the very brave gen- gentleman named Blake Montgomery for BuzzFeed. I guess it's it's strange because these are things that we know about. It's like an open secret in K-pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for us, it's like... Oh, okay.
0: I'm and? sorry. I'm sorry. I just okay. need to uh, make a special announcement. Oh. Um, for those of you wondering, BTS is now getting ready to perform on Jimmy Fallon Live while we are talking oh, okay. about them and they look a damn fool. Oh wow. Okay. Wait,
1: really? Should we they watch it?
0: actually. Um I I mean, I don't know if Nat has access to it, but they're up. Uh, yep, and the armies are in the audience. Oh, are, is it on hold TV? On, hold on. It's let on TV right now.
1: Okay, it's on. Let me Let me go see. Oh.
2: Okay, I found it.
0: Um, I have
2: a question. What are they wearing?
0: Um, very loud suits.
2: Those are very loud.
0: They and it's funny because where are these people where Taraji P Henson was was on the yeah. streaming and stuff was this?
2: Oh, Youngie looks. Yoongi looks so good. He does look so good. Yeah, they actually don't look bad. Uh, because they've gotten some work done and they're wearing makeup. So. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, I totally cannot find it. On, oh, I really? I found it. it
2: pretty quickly on I'm... Canadian TV. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> I even find it. Is it NBC? the Tonight Show
1: with Jimmy Fallon or the yes. Late yes. show?
2: Yes. Oh, the yes. Tonight Show. Okay, well, while this is going on, um, talking about the article, yeah, it's not surprising. We know this. Like, in K-pop, people buy 10, maybe 20 albums, sometimes even more if they want to get to the um, the fan signings, right? Yeah. So that, that stuff is not like very surprising. It's interesting now that they're sort of like, quote unquote, catching on in America when I'm pretty sure American fans have done it before as well too, it's probably just not widespread because we don't have a, the same type of stan culture. You know, like people like, the Beehive is not buying twelve copies of Beyonce's physical album. You know,
0: right, right. Okay, I
2: have it. (laughs) Finally, are you seeing what they're wearing? (laughs) Oh yeah, this is what they wear in the
1: Idol music video, though I think. Yeah, very loud. I miss like half of this already.
0: Armies are so loud. (laughs) I know like I was. I you know, I was a BSB fan, but oh yeah mm-hmm. I was an
2: NSYNC fan so <laughs> and, I, and, and then I'm like really happy, I feel like though. I shouldn't
0: find it annoying but
2: I, I do well because I like I don't know about you but I was not like even in my the height of my stand-up like for for NSYNC and I mean I was a pretty big fan I never like I don't know I just never tried to inconvenience other people I think and I like, even though, like, there was that whole BSB versus Ed sing thing, I still oh, like BSB songs. So it was, I wasn't really one of those people who are like,
1: Jay Hope. Oh my God. I guess he doesn't do this every time. He talks about New York.
2: New York New
1: York View, on my way to work. Yeah. In the morning. Oh my, Tang Young is so bright.
2: Who, that's a I man like right there. Who, ever TV that is, it's on a delay.
1: <laughs> oh, mine? Yeah. Sorry, I'll mute.
2: That's cool. You gotta hear what they're saying, right?
1: Yeah. I'm dead at Jimmy wearing the Timmy.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what Jimmy's that is. little BT 21 like, character. the BTS thing now, the little things on
1: the head. Girl, shut up. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you better shut talk talking about Oh and Go get Oh
2: Stop. <laughs> you know what? I I'm not saying it's like completely out of the books here. Okay, so they're gonna perform Idol next, so I don't really need to see it then. Okay, J Hope is kind of extra and not like endearing extra. You should have seen when you first time came out extra.
0: They're so, all pretty extra right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah. The clips came out
1: listening. earlier of them d- dancing with Jimmy.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> they, usually, they don't have them sit with Jimmy all the time before they before perform. Him. So, yeah. Honestly, so I guess I that proves that they're so special they are. Well,
2: you know, people want ratings. That helps with yep. the ratings.
1: <laughs> Definitely. If uh, I know I can get like a hundred million like little girls to tune into my stuff, of course I'm gonna do it. Hey,
2: don't let that <laughs> oh, no fool sense. you because honestly, they got some like a ju- like a Juma like a, yeah, like they got some
1: oh, old fans there. So I, they are he-
2: setting the world on fire.
1: Like really, really old BTS fans are are cute. Not like the middle aged ones who like sit on Twitter all day arguing with like teenagers, but the really, really <laughs> old ones who only go to the concerts and stuff, and they buy all the BT twenty one merch. That's so cute to me. That's I I think I just like old people, but that is so adorable. They're like buying these little stuffed animals because they represent BTS. Or something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like it's like a pure innocent like yeah yeah you know. Standing. love for music love yeah.
2: for music and just like I'm older I have money and I have the means why not yep. exactly. and, then that, and then who
1: can deny the little horse that J-Hope made his little horse is so cute to me <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is all news
2: to me <laughs> the,
1: you you've never seen the BT twenty one thing that they did last year. I've never
2: seen any like I'm not wow. I'm not really really into BTS, so I only. The but only it's not know like, about it's them... like a very popular thing
1: though because it, it's yeah. like they're one of basically they created these characters that I don't know if you can use them on cacao talk.
0: Yeah, but okay. like
1: yeah, they created characters I guess for S and. E- SNS, look at me. Oh, I've been... so like
2: um, emojis kind of, right? Yeah,
1: emojis kind of, these little okay, characters. Yeah. But they've become their own like little cartoons. They have like teach Korean with BT21. <laughs> they have like, you know, oh, okay. uh, pajamas and like slippers, like all kind of merchandise. And like they're the characters are honestly really adorable. Like if they weren't associated with BTS, I would like, you would be like, <laughs> oh, these are really cute. I mean, you yeah. would still say that, but you know what I mean, like.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um,
2: money. Wait, what were we talking? We were talking about, oh, uh, the article. Yes. Yeah, the article. Okay, so basically I agree with everything and I am not surprised because I'm so used to it, but I'm going to be interested to see, like, as K-pop starts to west- to hit the American market and truly really, really try to, like, put a push there how that's going to affect some streaming laws. And I think just, like, laws on physical albums that you can purchase and things like that as well. Because K-pop stands because their validation comes from breaking records and, like, MV views and things like that, they're very organized. (laughs) Like, they know how to get their top, their artists, like, you know, on the top of the charts. Like, and they're Mm -hmm. more dedicated. Which is why they were mad at Sean. (laughs) Exactly. But it's kind of like, well, Sean... Had real actual K- like Korean people listening to his music, like not yep. just K-pop fans. So like, why are you surprised? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. But then yeah, again, like, but no, they wanted to investigate him, and obviously something was going on because how dare he, yeah, you know, win on the music shows.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, sorry, mm-hmm. no,
0: no,
1: no, go, go. Well, I was saying that to your point earlier about like going back to the UN thing. It, I think we can all agree that it was a very big deal and it was super cool and super of dope. Yeah. And I'm really proud of, of BTS. I really am like that's the thing, like I really do like their some of their music. I really do think that they are all extremely talented, extremely hardworking, and they seem like when you get underneath all of it, they seem like good people who just got thrown into a situation that most people could only dream about. Yeah. Um
0: it Honestly, all, all fast, of their
1: accomplishments, they have something to be proud of. They really do. They accomplish something that a lot of people can't, and I really do think they should be proud of themselves. I don't think the army should ever overstate what they've done, and because you don't have to, it speaks for itself. But exactly. also, the fact the fact is too is just that you don't don't say things that just aren't true. Like you know, the idea that you know BTS is only for intellectuals or da 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 like. I think that's so stupid because BTS themselves will tell you in a heartbeat that, you know, they have some songs that are just like, this is for fun. Yep. Um, they listen to music that is just like for fun. I mean, Jimin always talks about Chris Brown. You really think he's listening to Chris Brown because Chris Brown is telling some deep stories about like heartbreak? No. <laughs> like, he, he listening to Chris Brown because Chris Brown got bangers. Let's be real. We all know that Chris Brown has bangers. Um, I mean, even as- though.
2: As of late, really? No, I know. no, I yeah. no. Okay, girl. okay, okay. We're okay, talking cause... about Yo era, Chris Brown. Okay, good, like, good. Excuse me, Miss. Like, okay. Um, before we knew he was trash.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because okay. after trash, he became trash. All his music started sounding exactly the same. Exactly. Um. So, but I'm just saying, like, I just feel like they forget that BTS are human and they're not like the supreme overlords of like what's important in society. They're they're just people, honestly, and that's when I like BTS the most is when they're not pretentious when they're just like normal being their normal selves and I and I wish that armies would understand like you guys fell in love with BTS because they're normal you didn't fall in love with them because I mean you might have fell in love mm. with some of their deeper music but yeah even their deeper music is fake deep at best what are they performing
2: I oh I, this I haven't muted yeah it feels like the stage is too small. For it's way
1: they always but. perform on really small stages in America. I understand that the venues can only fit so much, but like yeah, even if it's an outdoor stage, it's always really
0: small. Yeah, compared to I guess the Korean stages are usually, I guess because they're more fit for like big groups like
2: like XO. BTS,
0: <laughs> yeah, like BTS yeah. and EXO and you know uh-huh. all these big k groups.
2: Uh, Yeah no I completely get that and I completely agree and I think that's why some groups stick like even if you know their music isn't that great or it's not you know like it's not deep or whatever like like sister I couldn't tell you if they've ever released a deep song before in their life but you know what (laughs) their personalities are so like uh, like they're always at like a thousand I always feel the girls in everything they do, whether it's music, variety, whatever, that, like, that's what made them a top group for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's them as people versus, the like, obviously the music's bops and, like, it's great, whatever, but, like, them as people is what really connected to me. So I I totally agree with that. And I, I as I said, BTS, they look like they are decent young men who, you know, like, all of this happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. I think, too. So it's kind of still probably hard for them to sort of wrap their brains around it. Yeah. Um, but I just think, as you said, like the fans overstate it. I want to see, like for me, I think, think what would really ter- change my mind about BTS is if they go back to Korea and they start talking about Korean issues. And, I, and I they start talking about what? People, Korean, sorry, Korean issues.
1: Oh, okay, like, yeah.
2: You know, men putting cameras in bathrooms, and the yes. feminist movements, and things. Yes. You know, like suicide rate and talking about men mental health. health. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So, like, those are like the things that I would probably be more interested in. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yes, it's great that they did the "Love Yourself" campaign for Unicef or whatever. But, like, we know these big campaigns—they're just there to put famous people's names on it and you know, like, promote it and maybe get a bit of attention here or there. But, like most of the fans of these people don't care about these campaigns they're just in it because their faves are in it you know yeah so i i personally for me like what would change my mind about bts is if they started speaking on actual real shit that has yep. consequences
1: mm-hmm. real korean issues like i i i i think that a lot of armies think, oh, you know you just want them to westernize them or whatever. No, I want them to talk about what's going on in their society because Korean yeah. society is far from perfect, especially exactly. with all of the crazy stuff coming out of Korea these days. So um, it would just be nice to hear that, especially since they claim that they're woke kings. Um, also, I'm very impressed by the level of energy they have in this performance right now. Take yeah, it I, another level. I'll they must just say, exhausted. I mean, they're really exhausted. They're really performing their little... Um, colorful pants off like
0: i have to say like i always think about like the exos performance at the olympics <laughs> and, like how like they were just embarrassing look like they were ready to get off that stage and then like you see BTS. i mean i don't give it to bts every time i've seen them perform you know stateside or whatever you know you can tell they give it you know 100 percent mm-hmm Jimin looks Jimmy like he is can't so get stupid.
1: Up. I it hate Jimmy like
2: <laughs> um, No, the energy is there, and I would say like if I'm gonna give the the big bang, like the next big bang crown, it definitely wouldn't go to EXO. It probably would go to BTS just based on yeah, the energy alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's like
1: you need really... better stop throwing up these gang signs. I know that. <laughs> i mean he didn't do it right now but i was scared he was going to honestly when they started taking taking pictures of the un thing <laughs> and they were all doing peace, i was like you, you please do not talk because so I, so <laughs> I was just like i don't even I, I think he to me you have to know what it means by now you say gang gang in your music like cool now you have to know what this stuff means <laughs> yeah um please don't anyway, be shy yeah. in the u.s
2: like that's yeah. all it is
1: <laughs> but yeah like the the title of like the next big bang which i don't think that that should even be a title because big bang no. is their own thing of but if, if you had to say something like that of course it's going to be I, honestly you know we talk about second gen opening the doors i do think that i will say this I, to, to bts's credit like i don't know how but they seem to have found this sweet spot in like the general public in America really does not know BTS that's just honest facts like I have Korean people who ask me like oh do people know about BTS and I'm like no (laughs) and I I don't even I don't talk to about K-pop at all like it's for school like people I know from school or something like that I'm like no (laughs) like most people don't like BTS is big in their fandom like, yeah. I think that's what people, they're like, well, they went number one on Billboard. Yeah, but a week later, they were, like, number 99. Like, <laughs> the biggest, the, the fastest drop in history. Um, yeah. But with that said, they they have found this sweet spot where, like, they aren't really known by the American general, general public very well because I suspect that if they were, at like, when they first came to America, I think they would have been criticized a lot because of, being honest, like, the K-pop aesthetic... Like, before, I was just noticing in this Jimmy Fallon thing, like, they weren't wearing nearly as much makeup as what they usually wear in Korea.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and, no, like, a just, lot of people... They never do. Yeah. Look, it's completely different when they whenever they're here. Mm-hmm. And they look like they have, like,
1: an actual skin tone that belongs to human beings um, <laughs> instead of corpses. Yes. Um, and, and, like, they look really, really good to me. Um And I just I just feel like if they were to, you know, have this platform they have now, but have it when they were blood, sweat and tears era, when the music was incredible, there's no I don't even know if they would be as accepted just for that one main factor right there. I think that would present sort of a barrier to entry. Like, I remember when One Direction was popping, people were like, these guys look effeminate and we don't want to get into them. And not saying that that's a good way to think, but honestly, it's just how a lot of American people think. It's how a lot of people yeah. think in general. Yeah. I think that that aesthetic is mostly popular in Japan and Korea.
2: No, it's, because... true. it's like uh, being cutesy too. Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's like, fine. That fan service, like, Iggyo kind of like stuff, like it's only cute in like Korea. Like, nobody yeah. in North America wants to see two guys like with spooky voices do cutesy manner and stuff, like... I don't want to see you as, like, a
0: baby. Still yeah. on stage! Really? Man, Jimmy is, like, yeah. milking the heck out of this.
1: Mine just came back. Is he telling people to subscribe to his YouTube?
0: I, I, The guys... I don't know if this is the guy throwing up gang signs, because somebody was... No.
1: <laughs> that was J-O. J- was, that wasn't a gang sign.
0: Um...
2: Well, there's not a lot of very... Okay, well, there's that one group of young girls, but... Oh, there they are. They're the BTS. Yeah, there's...
1: I just... Oh, yeah, it does look like a regular audience. I can't see the fans yet.
0: I think they have, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Dedicate, you like, yeah. You can tell.
1: You can tell. You can see which ones. Totally different from the normal audience. The Roots, during their whole performance, the Roots were just staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Okay, that was... that was, I missed the first part that apparently was the most entertaining part for Nash.
0: <laughs> um, and it wasn't it was. It was just kind of like them coming out and just acting over the top. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, that was a nice little BTS discussion. So...
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I would like to say congratulations to JYP. Um, <laughs> Park Jin Young has revealed that he will be a father for having his first child at the age of 46.
2: I was about to say, he's old.
0: Yeah. Yes, with his hey. current partner, whoever she... It maybe.
1: Um, if I didn't know any better, I would think that J JYP was one of those like creepy old like old men who I don't know creep on young women and get them pregnant and then has a kid at like sixty. He's like two <laughs> years old. Anyway,
0: he, 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 I I feel like he tends to get that kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gets that kind. of Although I feel like I think. I don't know. I I have a I have a soft spot for JYP. I don't think he's genuinely he he has a creepy vibe. But I guess because of how he comes off with so many of the people from his company, like especially with mm -hmm. the Wonder Girls, where he seems like he genuinely cares about them, and like about like especially with Sunmi and like you know everything like her leaving was amicable and like when she was you know coming out with Gashina and doing really well. He had her on, like, his... He had some sort of, like, variety show or something where he would have, like, different uh, K-pop artists on. And mm-hmm. she came on there and, like, talked about how he, you know, was so proud of her and just, you know, that sort of he, thing. So he, he seems like he's genuinely... Cares about ...is supportive of many of his artists. I mean, not saying that he doesn't... You know have a lot of the worst characteristics of a lot of businessmen because I'm sure he does but I think compared to say someone like why y, like YG you know there does seem to be some genuine like con, you know familial like concern there
1: yeah so for YG if even if you are making him money he could probably could not care less about you. Nope. I mean, that goes to show with, like, a lot of the groups that are making him money right now. So, besides Big Bang.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But, yes, Park Jin Young, JYP, he is having a child um, that it seems like is on track. The baby will be born in January of next year. Um they don't know the gender of the child yet, obviously, but he has a hunch. Um, I don't know. He says something about he feels like he knew by looking at the doctor's facial expressions or something, but um, he says, when the baby is born, I will greet you again with more details. Also, um, as an additional um to think for that article, apparently JYP is also um, been writing a book called Two Years to Believe, Seven Years to Be Born, which is supposedly uh, focusing on the person who tries to believe versus the person who becomes a believer. He states he studied the Bible for the last eight years, and if you read his book, he has clarified his positions in detail over 200 pages. The English version is due to come out at the end of this year since the offer came from America and while the Korean version will come out early next year. Um, JYP also um, says that he went this route so that the burden on his company and artists would be less than if he held a seminar. So. Um, The plan had been prior to that to hold a seminar or some sort of um, long-form press conference talking about his position um, on religion and most likely discussing the whole issue with the cult and all the rumors about that. So supposedly this book is going to clear things up. So... I don't know. I can't say whether I think that that's a better idea than the seminar. But um, you know, AYP, you do you.
2: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. To be honest, it's like so random that he's going to write this book about
1: being in a cult, studying
2: religion. Yeah, for eight years, and like that. This offer came from America. Like. Yeah, This is just very strange to me. I wish him and his wife or partner have a very, you know, stress-free and um, problem-free birth of their baby. First baby, hopefully, for both of them. Um, Or not. Who knows? Who cares? It's, like, it's so strange. (laughs) JRP is always, like, just so... Like, at least with YG and and Lee Soo Min, like they're business oriented first and so everything is like based on profits and their and their egos right yeah to repeat i i don't even think he has an ego. i feel like he just goes where the wind blows him for the most part <laughs> like it's if, so like, true if you watch his show like party people that's what i felt the whole time he just had some wine you know like just danced along to like whoever was performing had some great conversations and then you know like that was it like he probably made a lot of money from that show and he just looked like he was like this was like a weekend for him every weekend was like it was like this episode you know so uh, it's very it's i i hope that his cult can be explained in some way shape or form i don't think it i don't even know if it's possible but like i hope that he resolves the whole cult thing and he goes back to just being, you know the face of JYP and promoting his artists and making songs for other artists. That's
1: yeah
2: all I really hope for outcome for this
1: <laughs> Park Jin Young. You need to leave the Illuminati. I know that they are <laughs> enticing and they are providing you with loans. I know that they are the sole reason why you have twice, but which is the only group pretty much making money for JYP right now. Um... <laughs> But leave them alone. Please. Um, yeah, I think he's in the Illuminati.
0: Yeah. Whatever it is. There's quite a few homegrown cults in Korea. So you can yeah. kind of take your pick. Um I'm kidding.
1: He might be in the, the mafia or something. Okay. Well, <laughs> congratulations. I hope you have a nice, healthy, bouncy baby. Um... I am honestly shocked that someone allowed you to impregnate them, but
0: <laughs> I'm excited for you. I mean, he is rich, so, I mean. And he was married before, for like 10 yeah. years. Yeah, he was. And
1: she was smart enough to get away, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's all in good, good, uh, I'm talking like he actually listened listening to us. <laughs> it's all in good fun, JYP.
0: You're a good guy compared to the other two dudes. So Yeah,
1: yeah, compared, compare. Yeah, that's exactly.
0: Okay, so free for all. What other topics um, have I missed? Um, that's what I've got on my um, news list for this episode. Was there anything else that we wanted to cover um, or have any little discussions over?
2: I had a lot of ideas before, and now I can't remember a single one. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, like, there's so much that happens in K-pop, but, like, once the day or even half of the day has passed, I completely forget it. Like, it's not big, it's not news anymore to me.
0: Well, I mean, and the Hmm. news moves so fast. I mean, by the time we, we get to our podcast, like, 50 million things have happened, and then... By the time we're done with the podcast and something will happen and that we have to cover, like, the week after next.
1: Allegedly, EXO is no longer having a comeback, so our contest
0: has been voided,
1: at least for now.
2: What do you mean they're not having a
0: comeback? That doesn't make any sense. I thought they had pictures and everything. Allegedly,
1: Beckyon and Chaniel or something like that.
0: Chanyeol and Becky put
1: on Twitter or something about, I guess it was delayed or something. It was supposed to be in October, now it's in November, or it might not happen. Baekhyun made a joke, like, are we actually even going to have one or something like that? And then SM changed their calendar. So I'm not very clear on the situation. This is just me trying to remember, put pieces together from the past week. From what I've heard about this, so yeah, I, I guess their comeback is kind of up in the air now. I can actually fact check that. I should fact check that right now. <laughs> uh, EXO. EXO. Um,
0: Ls are going to be.
2: While you're doing that, I do want to put out uh, like a little shout out to my girl Jessica Jung for watching the Dolce & Gabbana show. Ah uh, yes,
0: I saw that. Um, Jessica is really living her best life right now.
2: Her walk. Not the best, I will admit it. But you know, (laughs) she looks amazing. She's doing her thing. She's not letting SMB's blacklisting and blackballing of her in Korea affect her, having her best life. Yeah. And then on the flip side, Tiffany's working with H&M and she has a single coming out and uh, Young and Hyoyeon are gonna be in the video. She's doing some acting. I'm not super convinced by it, but she's in school for acting, so I'm sure that will get better um, with time. And, yeah, it looks like... uh, Tiffany needs
0: to find that CW show and make bank.
2: Yeah, I just... I can't take her seriously as an actress,
0: that's why I, I said CW. <laughs> 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 you don't need the skills on the CW that, show.
1: But you that know what's true. crazy is that Leigh is actually coming back in October. Yes.
0: Yeah, he's is he the one that's having the English album? I don't know why. His, but debut?
2: his album's going to be like half in Chinese and half in English. So, um, so it's his official sort of like American debut in a sense as well.
1: I have a uh, really bad relationship with like idols doing English albums or like English, yeah, basically. I have a really bad relationship with that. <laughs> I feel uh, like the quality of the song just deteriorates rapidly
2: Cause it And it's tries mostly because too hard.
1: Yeah, it's like stuff doesn't yeah. translate well, so they often have to say something totally different than what the song is about.
2: But in korean it's not it's just that i think like whenever they do an english song like it's not like an english cover so- song um usually when it is just like an english song it's sort of like when they try to um sort of force the range to the japanese market they cater the song to the market that they're going to instead of retaining the uniqueness the, the k-popness of the music because like in japan i can see why it works because Japan likes very specific things in a lot of ways. And a lot of these groups, they debut in Japan far later or after their Korean debut. So they go from like really cutesy to more mature concepts and that makes sense. But like in America, like people, or sorry, North America or like around the world, we go to K-pop for something that is different and unique and just, you know, fun. Like a lot of times, the stuff that they do for the American market—it's too Westernized. It's like, why would I listen to this when I can listen to every other local artist that I can find? I on mean,
1: guitar. I could pretty much make that case for any K-pop song that's not rock spot, inspi- inspired, spot. Inspi. You know what? I'm very tired, <laughs> inspired, really inspired. a yes. P Yes. Um. I mean, you can make that case that all I mean it's all really Western music anyway. Um so I when people say that I never really quite understand what they what they mean.
2: Right? Well, like okay. when... I will say like in comparison to say like okay so like when Wonder Girls debuted like they did nobody, nobody was a huge hit for like the Korean the Korean version. Like they did an English version of it afterwards but it initially caught people's attention from the Korean version of it. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at their actual English songs, like the DJ is mine, like these are Westerns, like these are like, you know, songs that dream or like, I don't know, Pussycat Bells or whatever. Like These are like more songs along those lines than something that was unique to the Wonder Girls. Like so you
1: felt, mean like, the it, content, it, like the lyrical exactly. content? Exactly.
2: The lyrical content, the music video, K-pop music videos are so important. You know um just just the overall vibe of it like you like how Psy was so big and Psy is so Psy you know like he's just doing his own thing I yeah. feel like pay-pop artists try to go in the opposite end instead of embracing that crazy like whatever that they do in k-pop the the stuff that we actually go to k-pop for because i mean we can listen to pop music in north america if we want to but there's a reason we go to k-pop right i feel like that's always missing i feel like it's always missing though when I like listen to american degrees like even look at song like the boys i think that was a teddy riley song and it was meant for their american debut and look at it in comparison to like the song before it which was i got a boy (laughs) which was like three songs smashed together the music video was banana crazy but that's that's really what i think caught a lot of the western eye because that they got like you mean
1: the idea of like in one song you have 15 genres like cherry bomb or black on black
2: not but that's not like solely a korean thing but it's. I think it's the way they. I don't know. That's pretty Korean, together. though. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I have not really
0: heard that. Yeah. It's trendy the they, girls.
2: But this is what I mean, right? The the Korean K-pop trends, like sort of like the like second gen, maybe two years too late stuff that they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, <music lineup. laughs> you know now, like, that I can get what you. Yeah, with. Like,
1: when we now, when I listen to Korean music, I or K-pop music, I expect it to be like. Twenty years behind America, <laughs> like I expect it to be. What second gen was, which second gen was like behind, and yeah. that, it, it, but it was in a good way, not in a bad way. No, no, this it current wasn't. generation is like right on top of the trend to the and point where the it problem. gets annoying, like yeah. the shoot dance or like the um dabbing. Oh my god, dabbing or they like um.
2: Actually, ruined the dab for me. Like yeah. I was not really even yeah. into it, but they ruined it completely.
1: I thought about trying it, then I saw a K pop artist do it, and then I was like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't
0: do it no more. Like, they're, yeah. they're still K pop artists, they're out there still dabbing. Like, that yeah. is how
1: bad it is. And yeah. they just wear out a trend. And, like, and, and, I don't know. It's like, i it's to the point where everything is a trend, though, and yeah. nothing is just what it is. Like, for example, In America, like the artist Daniel Caesar. Have you heard of him?
2: Yeah, he's Canadian.
1: Or her. Or I should have said in the Western world. Sorry for just saying America. No, I think he's
2: from like
1: Montreal or something, no? Yeah, Daniel Caesar or like her. Or like these artists are coming out with songs like Best Part. Like these songs that are like so smooth and have their own groove or whatever. And like it doesn't follow a particular trend. It just kind of is what it is. It just exists. Um, you can even say that about like what Drake just released or like anything Rihanna releases. It's not like hopping on. I mean, I don't I don't know though. Drake kind of did hop on dancehall, but anyway, it's like Drake it's not hopped on to everything. <laughs> yeah. But it's like not just for the moment. They just are who they are. Whereas yeah. Korean music, for example, you can very rarely, you only really can do it with a uh, solo artist like Jonghyun is one that I think of immediately where I can't think of one Ken song that followed an American trend. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still very westernized because he's still doing, like, American, like, R&B, pop like that. Yeah. Just in Korean. But it's not hopping on, like, he didn't do Tropical House just because everybody else was doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think that's why everybody hated Every Day by Winter or something like that. Because it was just hopping on a trend.
2: It was too, too western, I think. It wasn't, like, yeah. there's was nothing about it that was like reminded me of k-pop at all um you know what actually does like i think exemplify like a good mesh of like trying to be hip but also still retaining that like
1: cheese factor
2: unique yeah like fantastic baby like (laughs) the music video (laughs) the song like everything about it is just like no one else could do a song like fantastic baby like no one else that's just so it's it's so big bang. You know? I actually
1: um, feel that way about Bang Bang Bang, like how to. they went yeah, from bang, bang 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 yeah. to like the like the rockish chorus. It's just like a and the great thing yeah. is people will say Bang 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 is a classic, but then yeah. in the same breath they will roast Black on Black. And I'm like, if you can listen to like Bang 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 is not a bad song at all, but it, it's noise to me. If you can <laughs> listen to like noise like Noise by Big Bang, you can listen to Noise by NCT. Come on now, Noise is noise.
0: <laughs> it's big things noise—that's the deal. It's 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 big things brand noise. Black
1: on black, black on black is noise, and it takes a while to get used to. But once you get used <laughs> to it, unfortunately, you really start to like it. Cause they met like they like Lucas in in like in the middle of the song says, "Get your freak on." <laughs> Just like, I don't know, like it. It just it, they take me places. NCT music, like it takes me back to stuff that like I forgot about, like Missy Elliott. Like I love Missy Elliott, so like I don't know. It just takes me places. It's just like that's what K-pop is. It's like taking you to things in the past that you might have forgotten about that's still good.
2: Oh, I remember Black on Black. I didn't like it. It was too much like dubstepy skrillex. Like, Black like, on Black
1: is not dubstep at all. There's no dubstep really.
2: Okay, At um, all. I don't have it on really loud, but it just sounds like...
0: I it, need like to it. go back and listen to that song, because I have no. no, like, memory of what that sounds like.
2: Yeah, I have to go it... back to NCT this year, because I feel like I listened to all the songs, but also I don't remember any of them. Um, like listen Boss, to Sun and
1: Moon and Back to You. If you like, back like, and a back. chill R&B bop, Back yeah. to You is a good song, and Sun and Moon is a good song. Um, Black on Black is has no, like... Almost no EDM influence, if I'm remembering correctly. It's mostly all like hip hop influence, various points in hip hop history. It is loud and it is noisy, but the performance <laughs> is incredible. Like watching them boys perform that song, it's just like I've never seen people that synchron- synchronize like 18 people that coordinate it on a stage. And it's incredible. The song, like I said, it's going to have to grow on you. <laughs> Maybe it's going to take years. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it might eventually grow on you. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll put
2: it on the list. All right. Yep. All
0: anything right. Else you A- wanna... Yeah, anything else? Nope. That okay. we haven't discussed?
2: I feel like we talked more off-topic than we did on-topic. But also,
0: I feel like we had some really good conversations. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we didn't really have like a stacked uh, news um, news list this time around, so that was all right. Well, if that's all, then I would love like to thank the lovely ladies for joining me for this episode of Doctor Average Citizens. It was a good conversation. And um, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to us on um, SoundCloud or um, on iTunes. You can also um, um, reach us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com or you can reach us at Twitter at NYANetizens. And thank you guys again. And thank you, listeners out there, for supporting us. And we will see you on the next episode. Should we do our new goo outs Sure. <laughs> shout, out to out. shout out to
1: Child. Shout out to D. Crunch. Shout out to InFact. Fact. Uh, shout out to BTS. Shout out to all the other new that I'm forgetting. <laughs>
0: we love you. <laughs> <laughs> any 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 other new goo outs, Nat? you have any? You
2: know what? I, I don't really listen to news. I will shout out my fave. Oh, Human from Tiara. Shout out to you and Mango. I hope um, you get that, that Chinese cheddar. And um, shout out to Oh My Girl. Continue being you. That's it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Alright. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.